Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, everybody. This is Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, insightful conversations to awaken your soul growth. And today is June. No, it's not. No, it's not. We've had the solstice. And today is July. Is it? No. Okay. A little confusion here because we're in the archetype of cancer, but we're still lodged in the Gregorian calendar, June 28th. Got it. And we're having our fourth week panel of every month, Kaleidoscope Visions. And our topic today is going to be about a dwarf planet. You know, it's like continents on the earth. We don't usually, I think, as a culture, focus on this area until some big event. Well, it happens to be that after 57 years, this furthest, well, it's been the furthest until maybe very briefly, it's way out there, Sedna has just entered the sign of Gemini. So it's huge, and it's breaking down old patterns of thinking, opening new perspectives, exploring spiritual growth. It's a very long cycle. We'll tell you all about that when we get started, because now we are ready for Kaleidoscope Visions. Learning about current transits and exploring soul growth cosmic conscious energies applied to natal transit chart readings provided from the audience. This is your Kaleidoscope Visions panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. And I am John Chen an astrologer from Seattle, Washington. I grew up in southern Arizona and was so obsessed with mythology that I concretely imprinted the Greco-Roman pantheon into my psyche. I still see those gods and goddesses infused into everything around me. My experiences of working with developmentally disabled and resource students for many years as both teacher and mentor has given me a strong compassion for others and has seasoned me with an exceptional reconciling energy. I have more than 18 years experience reading natal charts and continue to consulting techniques by attending workshops and conferences. I use a unique blend of evolutionary, archetypal, and traditional astrological methods to look for themes in the birth chart for us to explore. I also enjoy penning poems and exploring Washington State on road trips. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, You are the entire ocean in a drop. Yes, indeedy. And that's what we're talking about, John. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm so glad you're with me. We Thank have you. we go way back and we're going forward. Yeah. So this is good. <laughs> you know, and today is the 25th. Thank you. Not the 28th. You know, Sedna, I hadn't mentioned it. It's 11,400 years and add a few more. So I think it, that's how long its orbit is. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just incredible. And uh, one thing I hadn't mentioned, because we'll have slides, is it's so elliptical, and right. we'll show that map. But the point being that right now it's nearing its smallest transits, which is, you know, like 57 years. But the others are 1,500 years. Right. It's, a, yeah. it's really an extreme um, kind of orbit. So when you see the pictures, it look like a rubber band being stretched. So most planets are going in that perfect circle kind of around the sun, but this is kind of going yes. really, and really yeah. far away, then coming back. Yeah, I think of gravity. Now, this is we can't get too sidetracked here, I know. But, you know, really, the fact is we're out there in space, con, 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 centrifugal force, gravity, mm -hmm. electromagnetic, all these energies. But when we begin to think of these extra dynamics out there, how are right. they really fielding this this orbit and then of course there's this thought that perhaps behind it all there's planet x which we haven't got yet to well we have like the pull of the sun and the farther you get out maybe that's a little bit weaker and you have the pull of space or whatever so the, the more farther you out you go the more erratic the orbits get i guess it is it there's a balance well i think yeah. we're ready for our slides nathan if we can start this process goody there we are folks and as it clearly says the 25th amanda has a wonderful event happening this weekend and she'll be back so she hasn't gone away so we have next this is john and myself if to contact as john has his uh, website up sky path so here it is there is a top view of this very eccentric eccentric elliptical path that because the sun's in the middle and the little green stuff is our different planets and as you can see over here it shows and the red dot is where it's it's going towards the left on this particular one because in 2076 it's going to be like the nearest spot per, perihelion to mm. up to earth and that'll be like eleven thousand six hundred years ago it's like one year of 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 sedna and when it's that close it'll still be outside the orbit of like pluto <laughs> that's <laughs> right? right oh thank <laughs> it's you. near yes. but it's far <laughs> here is that's yeah. excellent and this diagram shows it right it was a hundred years in aries i'm in aries you're in aries but the person we're speaking with today who will come at the half hour, hers is in Taurus. And that started, you know, it, it, such a big orbit, it kind of morphs between a couple of years. But let's say 1966, which is so interesting because we know that's when the conjunction between Uranus and Pluto occurred in Virgo. Hmm. So, and then of course it's beginning now in 2023. Next year it stays there 100% until 2066. So that's huge. That's a rapid passage through those signs. Yes, yes. <laughs> we can see yes. it has a fast spring. Those are the spring signs. So <laughs> then summer and winter, I guess, lasts a long time. Of course, seasons on that planet, we don't know. Different. <laughs> it, well, it's very true. And, and of course, as the myth goes, this is under the ocean because this is hmm. a dwarf planet that's been named by the looking at the Inuit, which used to be called Eskimo. Right. We're now becoming more... Uh, considerate it's a, a step in the right direction well, it's, so it's that their is, name for themselves and the inuit live in uh northern alaska northern canada and they're they're even in greenland yes like the very Siberia. top of north america yeah oh, it is it's that. the largest 
area that a, a, a culture holds. And so this dates back to 5,000 years easily, which again is right about when the civilization happened in Mesopotamia. So we really don't know. It's probably much older. But it did break away from the Greco-Roman mythology, which Neptune, Pluto, all of them are in. And I love this. Someone suggested that that gives a whole global, a new global dimension to open up our collective It's nice to have other pantheons. Right. You know what I mean? Some Egyptian, some Hawaiian. And we do. We do. I just love, I take, yeah, Alan Clay's classes and there's other studies too. Okay. So a brief, I'll give just a few minutes here, max about three. What is this mythology? There was a young lady, a daughter, a female in this story who Many, many different versions, and I'm going to quickly eclipse these versions to get to the root of what how I see it interpreted. It took her a long time to marry. And what does that mean? If you marry, you align yourself with another person, an ideology, a whole concept, a reality, an expectation, and that can come from your culture. And some say that she rebelled. Some say that she finally just was picky. Who knows? And some say she even married her dog, which isn't so strange because in that world, animals are, everything has a soul. And we need to remember that. And so she does find finally a suitor. And he takes her off. But it turns out when she gets there that he's a bird king. Now, what does that mean? Uh, birds indicate spirit. They are flights of fancy. They're flights somewhere. And it's our thoughts. So perhaps she was thinking, where? okay, when you travel somewhere, where you carry yourself. You think, oh, I'm on vacation. No, you're still with yourself. So she was with all her thoughts and all the impacted impressions and consciousness that she had. And he had promised her all this grand living. Well, maybe in his world it was grand living, but in her world of contrast, it was a hut, fish, raw, not her style and not her expectations of what she had identified with. And so she longed for her culture. And so she is rescued by her father, who represents, we could say, the height of that culture, if we think of it not so patriarchal, which it is coming from that culture. So, of course, he would be the lead person. But yet, it is in any case, it's that hierarchy, I'm being rescued. There's a sense of codependency, I think. There's a sense of victimhood here. Oh, I can't do it myself. This is not what I wanted. I can't change anything. She wasn't going to talk bird language, I guess. So he does, they go off into the ocean because she's on an island, which also indicates that she's been isolated with her own self. Well, out in the ocean, it's a terrible storm because the bird king, he's upset. Now you could think that's the idea is that she's going into the terrain of her own emotions and she's looking for a new, like what, how, how did I get here? What, what's, what am I feeling? And whether it's the old thoughts or the, or the birds, people don't like you to change necessarily. They like what's 
familiar and it's emotional. Any rate, the birds come out and they flap the wind, wind, the wind flaps and it's very upsetting. The waves, obviously, when that happens, the wind does work on the ocean waves. And the father, many, many different versions here, gets fearful, which to me immediately, it's like stop, pause in the movie. Doesn't that indicate that maybe everything you're aligned to has nothing in your corner? You are not mm-hmm. important. You are being ditched because what does he do? He throws you overboard into the ocean to save himself. So that kind of says that maybe you don't want this group. But she is in the mo- ocean, meaning in the middle of her emotional state, we could say. And she clings to the boat because we are matters of conditioning and we want to be we know the known is familiar. Well, to that conditioning, maybe, right? Exactly, John. <laughs> so here we're finishing up just in at the bit that either her fingers freeze and she falls off. That's the more natural part that nature itself just takes her away and goes like, you know what? You're not getting back in that old world. Or mm. the darker side is that the father, who has a handy-dandy axe, chops oh. off the fingers yeah. and down she goes. So, as you can see, she gets capsized. But that's the magic. You could say through the trials of holding on to that which really doesn't serve our soul and the growth of it, we have so much travesty and pain and and Mm -hmm. difficulty. I think we've all understand this. But once we release that and see that new perspective we transcend and become the goddess the ruler and those fingers became seals and walruses and and she also mm-hmm. ruled the underworld and she also she escaped to the deepest part of the ocean which might had be why they named this planet sedna because it, uh, sedna goes so far deep into space Exactly it's like right. Kind of a, it's kind of a perfect name, you know. It was because it was so cold out there. They figured mm-hmm. it was as cold as this ocean. Right. That's right. It very and, much. And she doesn't ice. quite come close enough to Earth to be to get back into the conditioning. She's just outside the solar system. I'm not going to quite join that again, right? It, it, never ever. You do yeah. in that because if you go into your own charts, and I'll just say that briefly that. And, and if you have access, if you are an astrologer or go to an astrologer, the dwarf planet people and Alan Clay and et cetera, do this. You look at the transits going to Sedna or what Sedna makes. Obviously, Sedna is very slow, but it is telling. And it's a whole epic of your life. It's not just one event. It's not like, oh, I went out mm-hmm. to dinner or, oh, something happened. It's a whole epic. But she is the food giver. And to me, too, the key, and I was reading this extensively, very happy and taking a long time to learn more, but it's that here I have it down where it's at alignment with the divine consciousness, you could say, is one way to express it, but giving gratitude. Because in the further side of it is, is that the shamans will appease her. But what is that? That is like if in the Native American culture I'm familiar with on the United States, the cultures were very thankful. If they got a deer or a fish, a beaver, whatever it was, they gave gratitude. And they didn't take more than they needed. It wasn't like the buffalo, let's kill them all. It was a very sacred experience, a relationship. And we need to do that. That mm-hmm. makes us whole. And to become part of nature, right? Yeah. 
Another thing about Sedna, if we go back 11,000 years where Sedna was, where it is now, 11,000, a year ago on there in, on that right. planet, that would be about the time indigenous people are crossing the land bridge between Asia, Asia and America. So they're first starting to arrive in the new world. Ooh, it's kind of an yes. interesting thing. And it's the end of the Neolithic era. That's right. right. It's the ice age. The last ice age was melting, which is interesting because Sedna's I see. That's a huge chapter of Earth time. And in Sedna, it was a year. <laughs> yeah. And half of that year is when our civilization started. So right. it really expands this translation. So here when is, writing starts, about a half, a half yep. an orbit ago. Yeah. That's right. So here is that glyph, as we call. And also, I have on this chart, because we're not going to go into it, but there will be two more events because it, it's a huge transit and she is going to go back into Taurus briefly about November just before Thanksgiving or on it who knows and just mm. next in a year on the 27th so you can check that for those that have these charts you can give screenshots you can go back into the recordings we keep all the recordings so it's mm -hmm. all possible okay so here we have our first well, the only, <laughs> the first and only um, guest that we have for today named Tammy, who has given us permission to show her chart January 14th, 1968 at 8.03 a.m. in Eugene, Oregon. So we will try to get this through. Yes. And then at the half hour, Tammy's going to join us so that we can find out what is her life and how does this really yeah. apply? Meanwhile, yes. Well, what I see right off is that sun square the nodes. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? And yeah, right yeah. where the yeah. arrows are, basically. Yeah, and her son in Capricorn, because this is, you know, just after the new year, while the sun is in Capricorn, is right at the time of her birth next to her ascendant, which is her entry point of the whole chart. Right. Yeah, kind of hiding out in the 12th house the sun is. It's a little yeah, bit wanting, it's a little bit wanting to get started. Yeah. Because, and, and what does that mean, folks, when we say that it's squaring? Well, it's toggling, you could say, between what is familiar that I came in with, with my south node, which happens to be in Libra. Because mm -hmm. we're going to have a lun lunar return starting in July. Right. And she, I noticed, this is at the very end of everything, I noticed, oh my gosh, it'll be December for for Tammy. In December 12th, she's going to have that exact nodal return. So that's part, and that's going to be mm -hmm. our last slide tonight, but that will be something that we can discuss with her. But that so means... Yeah. Having the sun balanced between Libra and Aries is a little bit of uh, uh, many lifetimes... I can use reincarnational talk many lifetimes of having to be the negotiator, having to kind of please everybody, you know, work with everybody. And the Aries North Node is saying stepping up and being more individualized. And having the sun in the middle there is like, okay, how do I work these two? Maybe right? she's in management. I would think mm -hmm. that she has strong management facilities, whether that happens to be in like Absolutely. 
Yeah, it could Probably be in great business. negotiating skills, yep. right? Business, yeah. or it could be nursing. It could be where she's really right. facilitating. Let's go to the next one and we'll see. Because now I'm learning. I'm not packing all my aspects on one chart, folks. It's like, oh, my right. goodness. Even after I do it, it's like, how do I understand it? But if we look at in astrology, now she is not per se an astrologer, but she is an avid fan, which I was really pleased. We did chat briefly. And so I am learning more and more how to talk so that people that aren't astrologers can understand. But in astrology, there is a guidance. That's Carolyn Casey. I love that. She says that instead of rulership. So if it's oh, Capricorn. Oh, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Guidance. I like it. I know. I saw I've her never at heard that before. a few years ago. And I keep trying to remember to use it. But Very Capricorn good. only has one guide, and that's Saturn. Unlike mm -hmm. Aquarius that before modern rulers would also look charge, you know, take charge of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So for her sun and her rising, which is pretty typically to look at a chart, Saturn, she really is somebody that if we look at Saturn, that's going to be what's essential. What is going to last the bones? What's the bones of something? You know, what? Let's strip it down to what's going to be endurance. You know, that's that's going to be uh, fundamental, right? Uh, like a, a maybe going by the rules a lot and not being comfortable if, if if there isn't like a, a guidebook to go by. That could be part of the makeup. And that can be a stress because mm -hmm. it's how we learn. You know, in school we learn. Let's. Go, you know, this is the but fact. Only with the fact. ruling, you have the, the work ethic there. Like I'm willing yeah. to, to put in the hours and, right? But eventually you need to be able to break away enough. And that's the whole question. How far mm. does the soul want to break away to do it herself? So let's see more. Get into that Sedna dreamscape. <laughs> yeah, because back at the ranch, which is the soul, we could say <laughs> that here – if we go in this guidance path, it, we can continue its story. And for Saturn, which is in Aries, and you can see that down at the down near the bottom here, Aries that goes only to one ruler, and Aries goes to Mars. Well, Mars has a lot of guidance here. Mars is working on her Saturn, which means what is Mars? Mars is action. Mars mm -hmm. wants let's get some achievement going. I have a drive. Right. I have a motive. Like, what are we going to do? So, and it's also in her uh, north node, meaning she, when she steps out of her comfort zone to go to something new to, to get that independent thought, that's in that pioneering Aries. And her Sedna is the very last exactly. degree. Right. I think it's really interesting that there's Sedna in yeah. Aries, and that's like letting go of the conventional, doing it the way society says, or I've been raised to do things. And the North Node, like what you're evolutionarily trying to reach into, is saying, be like Sedna, let go, go into the deep. Yeah, but in the meantime, it's really challenging. It is, and it's a perfect chart for today. So thank you, universe, because <laughs> Pluto, who's also a transformational metamorphous planet, mm -hmm. is at that has just, from our vision on Earth, apparently, got to add that because it's not actually going backwards, but appears retrograde and will be until January. And it will continue three more times. I have, no, 
Five times it does this. It's going to do it now and three more times before it. So she's going to be going over and over this square, this call to action to her soul path for she has been and continuing refining it, you could say, finding new clues to the it's almost like having a set design. Oh, I think I need a table over there. No, I need to have a I need to have a virtual assistant and do this work for me or you know mm. whatever it is. Right. Should I go to the next? Okay. So, you brought up perfections which is in traditional astrology a wonderful way. In fact, I'm studying it with Gemini Brett right now. And it's a measuring system. So, mm-hmm. We aren't teaching it right now, but it shows that in this, in her chart at 54, that the seventh house of relationships is an emphasis, which you know what, John, that has also, besides the fact that the moon is there and it's ruled by cancer, which goes right back to the moon because Mm -hmm. her moon is ruled by the same sign. Her south node is in a a relationship sign of Libra. I mean, it all kind of, her relationships are probably paramount this year so this perfection year started on her birthday which uh january 14th it'll go to january 14th 2024 and it's a way of counting through the houses for each year of your life and this year it ends up in the seventh house ruled by cancer so we look at the moon and that becomes the key player for the year so transits to the moon this year are important and how the moon moves is also important this year and also just to, on the side note you most times this particular pattern is starting with whole house and that means you take the rising sign mm-hmm. whatever sign it's in and put it at zero and then stick right. it and around count around yeah. yeah now i have been it's not that is like probably 98% 95% of the people that do it so we know it's a majority but you know if you don't it's not going so but just as a fact Another interesting thing, Mm -hmm. this is a moon year, and uh, the moon only rules one sign, Cancer. So this is the only time in 12 years where the moon will have this little, like, push. So this is a good year to work the emotional field or or history or ancestry or, like, the deep doing the deeper work, right? And for a Cancer person, this is very important. I mean, for uh, Capricorn, because Capricorn can has a different focus. It's looking at what's essential. And emotions, Mm. as we know, can get in the way. But Mm. we have emotions. We are emotional people. And 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 this is an emotional chart. This is a moon-ruled chart. So the emotions are, are part of the makeup, and they're important. Yeah, by moon rule, folks, we mean the yeah. fact that we're looking at this, we're at this prism, this angle of of this insight for a year. It's like using a lot of traditional it. astrology. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. because we, we merge with both. And that's really the world we're going with, right? Mm-hmm. We're using. So one important factor before we go to the next chart, and we have a few minutes just briefly before we break away, is that there is a relationship because relationships is, again, what astrology is it's the cycles and what are all these planets doing out there that have because there's energy vibrations between them this so the moon and saturn are in this tension of wanting to do some work some achievement they're in a square we call it well interestingly those are the rulers of the sun and the moon so this is a very powerful year for a lot of growth Mm. Okay, so maybe we will do this and then we'll break away. The last, there's a couple of factors. In fact, I'm going to go to the next one. Mars 
not only does it ruling these and it's got a lot to do in this chart it is also guiding her son who the umbrella that synthesizes everything the daily lens of everything but it's also in an opposition with jupiter mm-hmm. which is its ruler it's 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 traditional ruler which means it's trying to work out i could say the big picture of things sure like, uh, uh, with Mars and Jupiter, Jupiter's got that big picture, I, like uh, dreaming too big. How do I make this more workable in my everyday life kind of energy, perhaps? And because yes. of opposition, you you can't ignore one planet for the other. They're in opposition, so they're having to work together. They are. Yeah, they're you got to integrate both energies. I'm seesawing. Yeah. Are you going up that, or are you there going it is. down? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like what's going on here? I I'm going like to be that. expansive about clarity and getting things in order, Jupiter and Virgo. But yet I'm going to fight for my dreams, uh, Mars, Pisces. That, that's, a you know very, I mean? that's a very important factor because in many ways, this chart has a lot of groundedness. I mean, Capricorn can be very practical. It's an earth sign. Mm-hmm. It looks at what's fundamental and often that is. But in this chart, there's such a call because as we see a call for the esoteric, as we can see, Uranus, she has that signature, um, generation signature in 1965 and 66, where mm-hmm. the outer planets Uranus of sudden nowness and the metamorphous planet of Pluto were conjunct in Virgo, which has a lot to perfect. Yes, and you too. Yeah. So a little bit farther apart on mine. Mm-hmm. So there's many dynamics here. And how do you work in this world that's practical where you can fit in? You can be the nurse. You can be the administrator. You can be so many things. But how do I serve that calling, especially when Sedna, because Natalie, she has, oh, my goodness. Yes, it is. Sedna's a little bit wide, but it is in that area of her calling North Node. Well, I think we're ready to have a break yes john and then we'll come back and we'll talk with tammy okay thank you everybody stay tuned and this is kaleidoscope visions june 25th i've got it about setting of the dwarf planet our calling our destiny our okay thank you This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Natasha Venter at angelicclarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 2nd, it's Shelter, Rescue, Sanctuary, and Anything That Helps Our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check in with our regulars, Meow Cat Rescue, Help Animals India, and Seattle Dogs Homeless Program. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga to find out all the great stuff coming up there. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. 
The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. I guess maybe... Oh, hello again. We've come back. And I think, John, we're going to look at the chart. In fact, I think I'm going to mute myself and call Tammy because I don't know what happened. We just spoke, and I know she knows that it's coming today. But um, let's see. Did we... Okay, let's look at the next one. The next one is a by wheel And... I'm going to have you talk about that, and I'm going to mute myself, and I'm going to call Tammy. We're going to do it. Okay, go ahead. Maybe you want to talk about the fact of Pluto, where it sits right here, and uh, sure. that. So this okay, is a- and explain that this is an inner wheel and an outer wheel, sure. and and the date that it's for today is the event. That's what I meant. That kind of stuff. Sure. Right, so this is a bi-wheel. On the inside, we have the natal chart for Tammy. On the outside wheel, the light blue are transits for, actually, it looks like the 15th for when Saturn went to Gemini. And Pluto is on the ascendant. If you look to the left of the chart where the blue arrow is, you got Pluto right on the ascendant. We're going to talk about that. And we have the red arrows are showing uh, some opposition stuff and some conjunctions as well. Series with Uranus and Neptune with Chiron. Um, I'm looking at the chart here to see what else is going on. Pluto is looks like it is square to the node, or whatever which we're going to talk about as here. well. I can go to the here. You can talk about. Now let me see what we're looking at here. Pluto. Uh, well, yeah, we're jumping around too much. I can't talk. <laughs> Guess we'll have to wait a minute. Pluto is square the nodes. Uh. I can't see that degree. Give me one second here. Nathan, I'm going to have you call Tammy. So I'm going to send it in the uh, chat. And then we will continue this. So I was yeah, talking about Pluto talking, being square the nose. Whatever you want to say. Pluto is very strong. And I don't know. What happened? I degrees. can't hear you. John? Hello. John? Can you hear me? I'm talking. You. Oh. Hello? Oh, it's me. Okay, it's me. <laughs> a little bit of disruption. I must I must be out in that boat. <laughs> okay. Well, in my notes, I have transiting moon conjunct natal Uranus, which might be a good place to start. Um, Uranus is at a critical degree, 29 degrees of any degree, the last degree of a sign. It means uh, we're going to really work that planet in this lifetime. And with the moon there, there's a lot of focus on that. 
Do you have anything to add? Well, let's see. I just sent the uh, phone number. So now I'm not multitasking, which I think I can do. So brief me again, please, sir. What did you say? Transiting moon conjunct natal Uranus. Uranus at 29 degrees. Oh, my degrees. goodness, yes. Emotionally, so. she wants to be right now in the moment, yes. And it's not always so – here, pardon my sounds. I'm going to find – I have – oh, rats. Every time I touch that, it something happens, and I don't want that. Okay, so that is today right now. Um, also, a little bit of touching on uh, – so feeling that change needs to take place and being aware there's kind of a, I would like to call it a rumble going on where change needs to happen. You might be feeling that right now, especially in a year where the moon is so prevalent. So that's the, I think that's the moon's major mark right now hitting Uranus. And today we're talking about her chart, which I find very interesting with that kind of a transit going on. Isn't that right. interesting? It uh, is. Uranus we... ruling astrology and, and the moon. Right. <laughs> and having a little bit of a, 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 a push pull. How, how, how are we making? Because the moon is everything that's from the past coming into the present right now. Mm. And you're right with Uranus. It wants to have it right now, but sometimes incorporating that. So the other thing that. And it that just I, went over Pluto too. So those yeah. two kind of go together. <laughs> yeah. So transformation is just plain not a, a, a simple affair. You know, we, it's a metamorphosis. I mean, we're moving to the next awareness and I sure wish we, I hope we can talk to her so we can find out more about how she's actually, oh, and by the way, folks, it's not a gibbous moon. It's a gibbous moon, not a full moon. I, I made an error on that. And I'm wondering, Nathan, are you having any luck? Yeah, she's on the line. Oh, good. Bring her on. <laughs> Tammy, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, good. Yeah. Just speak Hello. a little louder. <laughs> so glad you could make it. We have some yeah, time too, here. You. And it was like a long voyage. We went to that island of Sudna. We came back and we're all with you. <laughs> I'm joking. And <laughs> I'm glad you could good. hear us. Thank what you. do you do? I know that when we spoke, you... Okay, let me ask you, you were listening. Does any of this add up for you? And what's your thoughts? We'd love to hear from you. Yes, it did. Um, I can't even think now. Um, About the conditioning or... mm -hmm, Go ahead. When you were talking about the transits and and this um, change, I know that there's change, but I feel like there's some kind of resistance. Like I, I do want it now. And um, mm. I go back and forth, so that 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 makes sense. But um, it still seems okay. so um, overwhelming. Let me ask. Right? Okay, I can understand. Well, it would be because okay, if because Mars. Anyway, the energy is like, how do I break this incrementally down? If that's what you mean, I mean, what yeah. am I looking at? Okay, what do you do? It is like, do, if I may ask, are you? Do you have a career? Are you? Do you have a dream that you're working on? I mean, where where's your energies focused? Um, I help um, my daughter run her um, Airbnbs, so I, you know, I interact with the people, I clean up, I sort of manage the, you know, the the supply list. You know, just take care of the end on on. Yeah, yeah a lot of administration. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sorry. The administrative. Yes, indeed. I can understand that. You're probably quite caring. You you likely give them a great feeling of nurturing in that process. Do you actually contact them and negotiate the dates or any any problems that they might have? Well, usually I do the, um, I keep the house up. I make sure it's, the parents are good. Um, if the guests show up when I'm there, I help, you know, show them around or I, you know, communicate with them on that level. Not as much on the paperwork part, but just um, the more personal mm. kind of. Perfect. The moon loves to be personal and in cancer, that's so ideal. So thank you for helping us understand. You had mentioned about soul growth. Do you have dreams that you would like? And we realize that at this age of 54, you've had what we call a rites of passage where Chiron, there's different cycles, but what's coming up is this nodal return. It happens every 18 and a half years approximately. So you had one about 18 and a half years old, and then you had one about 37, 38, something like that. And it kind of re, it's, it's, it's one way to get realigned with a head start of a direction. Is there a direction that you're pondering of a study or of a just a venture going out? I think that I've always wanted to just be able to be my own person. I haven't, growing up, I was um, taught a certain kind of religion, and um, they didn't like, I like more of the spiritual kind of world, and so they didn't. None of my family liked that, so they would try to lead me, you know, back over here. No, that's not good. Don't do that. So um, I'm trying to find my way back, but yet still have my family in my life. And that's been a hard journey, just to um, to be able to be myself and move forward and them accept me for that. This it, is like a great it, time to make some kind of... A leap or a, or a realignment towards a dream because you're the transiting north node, which moves backwards through the chart, is two degrees away from hitting Sedna, which I think is really interesting. So it's like the gateways are open. You say, try this. And um, I was also thinking uh, with the strong Saturn and the Jupiter and Virgo and, and running the business, uh, you have the foundation. So you always have that, you'll have the, 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 the backup to practice uh, trying new dreams on. Does that make sense? Not finding yeah. the words right, but does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it is. Have you, have you ever thought of energy work of, of, of I, a class? I have. Or... I, yeah, I have. Um, I was told that, um, you know, I should, be able, I should do that. So, yeah. But learning it, learning how to do it for yourself, not for other people right now, because reason I say that it's a two-step tango. I understand and I recognize, and it's very much really, uh, I mean, nobody's going to chop off your fingers. We're not looking at that. But one does, in this transit, gain a perspective where their autonomy of soul purpose gains sustenance, and they're able to feed themselves and others but yet it does require a sh- it, it through events it, it well because this is not okay let me show you next it's you're in a pathway it's not going to be immediate but if you start exploring mars is good at exploring different st- studies that just speak to your heart with whatever energy it might be 
then it may, it, am I stuttering too much? Anyway, these are the, these are what, five different, it started, Pluto also is pretty pre predominant right now because Pluto is the one that's squaring your uh, sedna. So it's saying change, let go of what's not working. What's your soul want? And you want something probably in the now you've got that eighth house. I'm not trying to talk too much astrology here, but lay people, but I'm giving you facts that it's really core to you in some totally true sense. But it's like climbing a tree. You can't just get to the top. You've got to go one branch at a time. So take this time to just explore and talk or maybe join little groups without a huge commitment. But you can begin sharing and finding out what's compatible. Because it started at the spring equinox. It's right now, the 15th, when it's crossing over that area. Next January, after New Year's, so you're going to be feeling it in different dimensions, because, you know, it gets right on that angle degree and then it moves away. And then it's, it's going to be two more. So next year, you're going to have three times where it's going to toggle, woggle, and you're going to refine. Yes, John. Uh, slow planets, they, when they uh, meet each other, it's a long time. <laughs> they go over each other very slowly again and again. It's a very gradual process. They don't move as rapidly as closer planets. That's why this is drawn out. If you go back, yeah, the transit chart, if you go back to that, um, transiting Pluto is trine natal Uranus, which I think is like a helpful guide. It's also saying change. And it came to my mind, uh, willing to look into your uniqueness a little now, bit deeper. Where, where was that? Because here I uh, could go. Transiting Pluto is trine natal Uranus. Okay, and it'll still be in this one because what I've done is I've jumped to July because like everything, that's where the okay. universe offers us little, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to support you here, John, but I'm going to explain why I went here because the universe gives us little stepping stones. We may not be aware of them, but that's one reason we're looking at astrology here to say, you know what? This is true to you. There is a method. We don't know what. It's unknown. It's just like, especially as, it's not just Sedna, but for you, it is really somewhat, as you look back, going to be a huge path going towards what you will discover. Because here, okay, John, you were mentioning, okay, because Pluto's so slow, see in this outer chart, Pluto's still right there where it has been, and natal Uranus, which is where? Oh, it's up here, up at the sec top of the chart is that little blue uh description that's 29 is going to still be the same so this this particular john this particular chart isn't changing what you said at all i just you think it's a really it? nice window to ask as asking you to explore what kind of uh change you want to make and especially uranus what is the uniqueness that you're trying to bring out this is a chance for you to just just practice that and see how that feels yeah, it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of softens that uh, square to said that a little bit. Well, it 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 it, it flows. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's a flowing energy. It's supportive, and because okay, and I will say that as a little incremental step, and then we'll go back to that too. In July on the seventeenth, which is not even a month away, or just yeah, less than a month, the transits as we're going in this cycle of life, the north. No, your lunar, that means moon, cycle of the nodes, is it a year and a half, 
cycle. Everybody goes through it. But for you, being born when you were, it's going to be exact on the 17th, meaning you're really going forward. You're going to get some kind of kick of like a, a, a courage, an encouragement to go forward. I mean, look at that Jupiter also, John, right on transiting Mars. There's going to be some kind of a, uh, you're going to some action that maybe, maybe meeting people, maybe you'll with all of this by networking. In a seventh house perfection year where um, relationships come into play and they're really important. Yes. Right. Everything yeah. that you're talking about, I, I can resonate with it. It just, it's, it makes sense. It's like, it's almost blowing my mind. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Because the other thing is, you know, and I'm, thank you, John, for reminding me at seventh house, because that's really group in a way it's groups. I mean, both of those energies, other people, like in some way, either to volunteer or to take a class or to just get some relationship that keep expanding out on learning new ideas that whether it's Facebook, which way of these do you like to meet people? Tammy? Um, well, I oh. thought about volunteering. I was going to do that. And so, and meeting new people. Um, you know, I have sort of a harder time in that area, just getting out there. I'm always so busy working that, um, I guess I'm not sure right now. I'm trying to meet people online, and I really don't care for that. So, um, you know what I thought? I, I understand being, and I, I don't mean to stop. And if I do, I go ahead. What were you going to say? Finish. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Okay, okay, yeah, I thought so. It, because looking at your chart, just to bring it fact. Okay, we're talking about the moon, which is our emotional, you know, it's reflected light. And it is the past coming to the present. It's our habits. It's our world. And it's family. And it's in its own sign. And it's in a house that is oriented towards the details and routine of every day. So you've got it naturally at the get-go. So, But what I'm getting at is that, what was I getting at? Um, oh, what about little animals? You know, one idea that I've always wanted to do because it could be a pathway to it, would be to volunteer at the Humane Society and walk, I mean, pet cats or walk dogs. Does that have any interest? Is that anything that would speak to you? Well, it would, except I have my own pet, so I'm always with him like 24-7, so I'm always oh, taking oh, care of yeah. him. But um, so for me to get around another animal, he'd be so jealous. But I did think about, um, because I do clean houses, I was thinking about going to the church and finding if there was somebody there that needed their place cleaned, you know, if they were just got out of the hospital or uh, in the mm. situation, that's what I thought about doing. You know, that's good. And I will say this, that Reiki is pretty well accepted by nurses, and it is an energetic work. It's hands-on. And Reiki is it's pretty universal. There's so many ways, but it bridges because of the fact that nurses use this. There's a huge legacy for it. You might look into Reiki because what I'm getting at is for hospice and older people that there's a whole field of this, that it would bridge that the family could possibly go and think, yeah, yeah, it's a little unusual that I hadn't thought of, but once they learn and there's that, documented information i i support if that if you have that urge link towards what you're feeling that's that's the path that's a path 
Yeah, I've actually John. thought about Reiki, and I thought about the energy work, and um, I have actually tried it on other people, and it, it worked. I mean, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but it, I did it, and it worked. So, um, I, yeah, that's very interesting. Beautiful. And there are there's you're in Eugene. It's a pretty uh, multi-dimensional state. You know, you have your it's it's a very rural state, but you're sitting in a city where there's a college. I mean, I think of that yeah. coming from Washington where I used to live that in Oregon, you have the biggest city at the top of the state and the rest of it is pretty open, but yet you're in a college town. So there must be tons of good practitioners to learn from. Matter of fact, you might be sitting in a garden. So at the top of the chart, you have Ceres conjunct the South Node, which is like being in a garden or having a pass to that. And the South Node will pass over that. So it's like, like think about from your past, what, you, what you've grown and what you can harvest to make the changes you want to make. So that, that's kind of nice, actually. It is. And it's a very rich background for um, making the change that you want to make. It's like, the, it's like the nutrition or the, the strength will be there, right? Yeah. And realize, too, this is a process, Tammy. It's not going to be abracadabra, right. which I think for you, especially being a cancer, you can appreciate mm. and feel safe about. So by initiating something, you're going to grow and develop. You, let's say the energies are just like the weather helps a plant grow if it gets enough rain or whatever the conditions are. Your soul, the whole energy, because it's still miraculous how it all works. But we have free will. And so it's going to be a pathway that, because with cancer, it's a process. It's not where you have a due date. Yeah. So here, I wanted to also show that next in December, so in half a year later, so in July, you've got, where have we got? We've got a few minutes here. In July, in other words, there's help from, there's help from the team, right? In July, let's see, uh, Sedna, okay, the North Node, because we do this big flip into a, um, your North Node of destiny, let's say, and Sedna, the, our path of destiny, are fairly close. I mean, it's not you know, they're in the same sign, they're six degrees apart, meaning that as one, as as transits travel, they hit one and then they hit the next. Okay, so in the summer, it the lunar nodes, a little bit of astrology here, go backwards. So they start at 29 degrees because there's 30 degrees in a sign. So they start at 29. And that's going to immediately activate in July 17th, you know, but it's happening, you know, there's vibrations. And and so you'll get that energy. But in December on the 12th is when you get that nodal return. Mm -hmm. And then next, yeah, so there is more to come. And, 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 and that's also going to be right next to the new moon in, in Sagittarius of big ideas and everything. Oh, Tammy, well. And any groundwork we're doing now will help that nodal return in December. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And you'll be kind of talking back to yourself and, and whatnot. Did, thank you so much. You have a moment here. We have about maybe 45 seconds if you have something to say. And then our music is well, going to I want to thank you. It was, um, it was very good. It helped me to be, have some clarity on my path. <laughs> 
and um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Tammy. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad, and I wish you much success. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 